Even so, begin you to grow upon me, I will physic your rightness, and yet give no thousand crowns neither. Hold on, Dennis! Cause your worship? Was not Charles, the Duke's wrestler, here to speak with me? So please you, he's here at the door, and importune success to you. Call him in! Twill be a good way, and tomorrow the wrestling is... Good morrow to your worship. Good, Monsieur Charles. What's the new news at the new court? There's no news at the court, sir, but the old news. That is, the old duke is banished by his younger brother, the new duke, and three or four loving lords have put themselves into voluntary exile with him, whose lands and revenues enrich the new duke. Therefore, he gives them good leave to wander. Can you tell me if Rosalind, the duke's daughter, be banished with her father? Oh, no, for the duke's daughter, her cousin, so loves her, being ever from their cradles bred together, that she would have followed her exile, or have died to stay behind her. She is at the court, and no less beloved of her uncle than his own daughter, and never two ladies loved as they do. Where will the old duke live? They say he's already in the forest of Arden, and are many merry men with him, and there they live like the old Robin Hood of England. They say many young gentlemen flock to him every day and fleet the time carelessly as they did in the golden world. What? You wrestle tomorrow before the new duke? Marry, do I, sir. And I came to acquaint you with a matter. I am given, sir, secretly to understand that your younger brother, Orlando, hath a disposition to come in disguised against me to try a fall. Tomorrow, sir, I wrestle for my credit. And he that escapes me without some broken limb shall acquit him well. Your brother is but young and tender, and for your love I would be loath to foil him, as I must for me own honour if he come in. Therefore, out of my love to you, I came hither to acquaint you withal, that either you might stay him from his intendment, or brook such disgrace well as he shall run into in that it is a thing of his own search and altogether against my will. Charles, I thank thee for thy love to me, which thou shalt find I will most kindly requite. I had myself notice of my brother's purpose herein, and have by underhand means laboured to dissuade him from it. But he is resolute. I'll tell thee, Charles, it is the stubbornest young fellow of France, full of ambition, an envious emulator of every man's good parts, a secret and villainous contriver against me, his natural brother. Therefore use thy discretion, I had as lief thou didst break his neck as his finger. And thou wert best look to it, for if thou dost him any slight disgrace, or if he do not mightily grace himself on thee, he will practice against thee by poison, entrap thee by some treacherous device, and never leave thee till he hath ta'en thy life by some indirect means or other. For I assure thee, and almost with tears I speak it. There is not one so young and so villainous this day living. I speak but brotherly of him. But should I anatomize him to thee as he is, I must blush and weep, and thou must look pale and wonder. I am heartily glad I came hither to you. If he come tomorrow, I'll give him his payment. If ever he go alone again... I'll never wrestle for prize more. And so, God keep your worship. Farewell, good Charles. Now will I stir this gamester. I hope I shall see an end of him, 
for my soul. Yet I know not why, hates nothing more than he. Yet he's gentle, never schooled and yet learned, full of noble device, of all sorts enchantingly beloved, and indeed so much in the heart of the world, and especially of my own people who best know him, that I am altogether misprized. But it shall not be so long. This wrestler shall clear all. Nothing remains but that I kindle the boy thither, which now I'll go about. I pray thee, Rosalind, sweet my cousin, be merry. Dear Celia, I show more mirth than I am mistress of, and would you yet I were merrier, unless you could teach me to forget...